Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed the free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's Barry. He's got his shot. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Rick Barry Show with my a cohort crime. That's right. It's the surf man himself, Cyrus Satchis. And Cyrus, I know I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you probably have a million questions for me. Well, yeah, I mean, if, well, I guess for people listening, and the, the huge reason we're doing this today is because you, along with uh, 74 other individuals better known as the 75th anniversary team, I think there's actually 76 of you, uh, were, it was the All-Star game. What a game. I guess first off, Rick, tell us about your experience. How long were you there for? Um, and maybe better yet, let's talk about the Rising Stars game. Your team won. Describe that experience. What was it like? Yeah, well, first of all, everybody wasn't there. I mean, some of the people didn't come, and uh, some of them, you know, said hellos up on the screen or what have you. But there were quite a few guys that were there. I was running around, actually, before I get to the Rising Stars. I was kind of like, you know, a kid going around. I, I I think I'm the only one that did it. I got autographs of every guy that was there that was had the jersey on that was on that platform. <laughs> Other than Michael, because Michael, I guess, was down at the golf event or something, and then he flew in and came for uh, the event that night. And so I didn't get Michael, but he's not in the he's not in the picture that was taken either that we took prior to uh, prior to the game. So that's right. That'll be a nice thing to have. Uh, but it was really cool. And I'm going to tell you something. I've shrunk as I gotten older, and I had my bad bicycle accident. And oh my God, I felt so dwarfed. I felt like such a little person standing next to all of these seven footers and some of the current guys. Oh my heavens. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing group of athletes, uh, some, some incredible performers uh, and all facets of the game. It was, uh, it was very special. And the Rising Stars to me was the most fun of the rest of the events that took place, mainly because I got to see all of these young players, the sophomores and the rookies, up close and personal, which I hadn't mm-hmm. had a chance to do much because I'm not doing regular broadcasting where I'm watching all the time. And it was really fun to see them. But the most rewarding part of the whole thing was, was that we were able to get our team for sure entirely play basketball, play good, sound, solid basketball in the competition and wound up winning both of the games, the first one to 50. And then the second one was to 25 points. So that, that was so much fun. It really was. And so all of that was unbelievable with all of those incredible players that were there. Um, I'll tell you one thing about it. When they did take the picture, uh, I was really happy. I was actually standing next to Steph, which was really nice. And so I got a chance to chat with him. It was nice to have two warriors together standing in that photo that's going to come out. And then I was next to Dr. J, who's a good friend of mine that I competed against. And so I was very pleased with the way it, kind of a line to be able to be standing next to Steph uh, for the photo. That'll be uh, certainly something that'll be a, a fine m- memory to have. Yeah. Uh, and along with all my autographs that I can put next to the photo. So that'd be kind of cool, but let's get <laughs> to the rising stars game. Okay. See, that was, yes. was very rewarding to me. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for 
all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline.net is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, you know, before the game, I was there with Isaiah and, of course, Gary and, and James Worthy, but we were talking, and <clears throat> and Cade Cunningham was there in the locker room, and we were talking about it. And I said to Isaiah, I said, yeah. To, and I, then I mentioned to Kate, I said, yeah, he was mad at me because I, you know, I drafted you. He wanted to draft you. But <laughs> right. you take somebody else in the first, first round. And so Kate said, yeah, that's right. You could have had me. And he didn't take it. <laughs> so I said, well, you're going to have to just go ahead and, you know, show him that he made a bad choice, uh, which he did because obviously he was the MVP of the, of the competition, but what a nice young man. And I had really not seen him play. And I really, like the way that he plays the game he plays under control he has a good feel real nice feel for the game in fact i don't take credit because the coaching staff from the sons were the guys that took over the assistant coaches were you know to take over and doing that brian was great and the staff was great they had worked with him and gave him some plays and sets to run the only thing i did is during the game i talked to some of the players and i especially talked with kate in the second game for the championship and when the game was relatively close i, I went up to him and i said Look at Kate, you need to take control of this basketball game. You know who should and shouldn't have the basketball. Get the ball in your hands and take control of the game. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He did a terrific job of doing that, getting to the right people, knocked down a big three himself because uh, we were behind early and they made a nice big run to get back into the game and came away with a victory. But I was so happy before the game. I said to all of them together, I said, guys, Okay, next year, you can all come back. Hopefully, all make the all-star team. Yeah. And you can go out and put on a show for everybody. But right now, in this game, how about we go out and play real basketball and show the people that you know how to play this game the right way? And they did that. And I was really, really happy to see that. It was, it was a lot of fun for me. Well, the, the, the feedback I got and at first, because I didn't even know, realize you were going to be coaching. So I didn't watch the thing live and I had to go back and watch. Well, it later. wasn't like I was really coaching. I mean, Brian was coaching. Yeah, that wasn't coaching. I was there. I was an honorary position, but I did talk to the assistants and talk to them. And, you know, I, I, I you know, we uh, almost got away with it, but I, you know, we could have fouled and we didn't foul. And uh -huh. fortunately they missed a three point shot that could have won the game for him in the first game. And, uh, and it worked out. We had then we came down and tried to go and do something, and there was offensive opportunities that took place, and one of our guys fouled. And I was saying to one of the other assistants from the Suns, I said, "Hey, that's great. That's just like intentionally taking a foul. So what? They go down, mm -hmm. they make two free throws. We still have one point lead, and we can win the game on the next possession, which we did." That's incredible. And, and and really, the feedback I got, and and this seemed to be the the general consensus, is that you're like the only one of the four honorary coaches who actually was at least. Uh, empathetic, who at least actually was trying to to win the game, and it, the results showed. How how like 
I really think the Detroit Pistons, if they were smart, would reach out to you for the head coaching position. It's not like it's a franchise really going in any particular direction right now. Like, if they did that, would you consider it? I, I really hope they do. I don't know if it would ever happen, but would you consider that if, if a team reached out to you this in, in the present day? You know, the chances of that happening are a snowball being able to, uh, <laughs> to exist hell. <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen. But I really like I really like Kate a lot. Uh, great yeah. attitude. Nice young man. Got a chance to talk to him also uh, the next night on Saturday night when he was participating with some of his other young talent. Uh, you know, so that was fun. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was good. I, I just tried to do it. I tried to talk to some of the young people, one of the young guys from the uh, from the Ignite team and just went up to him and just some things that might help him a little bit about uh -huh. making sure, look, you don't want to throw, don't, you don't want to throw the ball to one of your big guys running down the floor. So that he has to really handle it. I mean, right. just make, make the game simple, make the simple play and just to try to little things that can help somebody to perhaps improve their game and approach to it. But I was so impressed with Cade because of the way that he did take control of the game. And I was, uh, I was happy to be a part of that. It was uh, it was much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be because nice. the young men played basketball the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then, oh my God, I mean, I had to. Let me. I keep. I keep. I know how long I'm such a fan of Steph Curry. Oh yes. my God. I mean, I talked to him before. I was joking with him before when we were getting taken the picture with all of the seventy-five guys, and I said, "Yeah, everybody's talking about you having your slump." I said. Come on, Steph. I said 90% of the guys in the league would like to have your slump for the whole yes. season. <laughs> My point is, is the same with, I've been saying that the same thing. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah. 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 And, and I, 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 I Go ahead. talk with, uh, with Draymond also. And, uh, and he, you know, he's going to be ready. He's gonna be feeling pretty darn good. And asked him about Wiseman and uh, he expects Wiseman to be back fairly soon. So uh, that's going to be good. Talk to Steph yeah. about that as well. And I, I said, Draymond, you know, you just need to talk to him. You need to talk to him, do kind of like what you did when, you know, when KD came. It's just basically do the things that you can do to help the team win mm -hmm. basketball games. And I said, I told Steph that I talked to Draymond about talking to, to Wiseman about it. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. I said, we don't understand. Yeah, just you know, tell him, go rebound, block shots, run the court, get some easy baskets and contribute and don't try to do too much. But if he just does that, that's going to help them a lot. And, and no, Steph was, you know, said, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, everything's looking pretty good for uh, for the Warriors right now. I'm excited to see how things work in this uh, last part of the season. Well, let's, we'll talk about that in a little bit because you, you're involved in, in such an incredible weekend of All-Star festivities. Your team won the Rising Stars Challenge. But Sunday, all the – all the hoopla on social media were all these incredible videos and photos of the 75th anniversary team members getting together. Um, you know, I always, my fandom, my fanboy always comes out when I see Jordan. He doesn't make a lot of public appearances. What's your relationship with him? Did you get a chance to talk to him? No, I didn't uh, afterwards because uh, I just wanted to get back over and it was easier for me to go that way to my wife. I think back, I wish I had just I said hello. Yeah, I have a good relationship. In fact, I, I when he was playing and I was broadcasting and stuff, I have a great picture of him with both my son Brent and Drew, and Drew oh, wow. who wound up obviously playing against him. They play, and, they, and so I mean, so I think Drew's first three point shot, Michael was guarding him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he took pictures with them. He was, he's been always very accommodating at the all-star game in San Francisco. I asked him to take some pictures with the son, you know, the, a kid of one of my friends. And he's always been very accommodating, signing something, whatever I did, take a picture. So I got a picture of him sitting and, and me in the locker room with, uh, with, with, with Drew and, uh, and Brent. So that was kind of cool. So he's always yes. been good in that regard. Yeah. And, well, but can... I would have gone after, I would have gone if he, if he had been there for the picture early, and would have been in the photo, I would have gone and had his name on it. I mean, even though his name might have mean something, but <laughs> the signature are all of the guys who are actually in the photo. All right? right. Although I did get Dennis Robin, who showed up late. So he wasn't in the photo. He, he showed up late, of course. <laughs> typical, typical Dennis. You know, and then the thing about it is that, you know, they made it so specific about how they wanted us to just make sure wear dark, you know, gray, black, blue pants, shoes, stuff. And so many guys just kind of basically ignored <laughs> ignored the request to have everybody kind of looking exactly the same. You know, some guys had didn't have the white shirt on like they asked for, and then only one didn't have the right color pants on, and then only you know then of course Alan Iverson his thing he had his big red thing on underneath, and then yeah, so it's on and it's interesting how yeah simple directions that kind of work followed so but i conformed i wasn't the i wasn't the rebel that everybody thinks i am i actually formed and wore the proper attire oh man I, it looked phenomenal everything i saw was amazing uh and i saw that photo where you were standing next to step i don't know if that was intentional or not but um no it, no that's why i was excited because they had names down on the platform when they were taking the picture and i stood behind Billy C, who I, you know, who was a competitor with and is a friend of mine. We right. stay in Billy touch. Him, yeah. But to have Steph, when I looked and saw that Steph was right next to me and Dr. J, who was a really good friend that we competed a lot and we've been to yeah. so many different events and functions and golf events and charity events together. So, I mean, for me to go ahead and have Steph on one side and Doc on the other side was kind of cool and some other cool people around me that were in, in behind me so yeah it was it was nice i mean i didn't know where i was gonna be i just thought maybe you know they'd have me somewhere up, up the back row where you never see me but i was right there <laughs> in the second row and uh was it was very nice uh you know it really was, it was a very nice uh, very nice affair I'm, I'm grateful for the nba for having spent a lot of money to make the arrangements to get everybody there and you know, get the blazers for us. And they also, Jeff Hamilton, who makes unbelievable leather stuff down in LA had made a jacket for us back for the top 50 players. And they made another jacket now for the, uh, for the top uh, uh, 70, for the 75 guys as well. Right. It's pretty cool. I mean, just even the bag that it came in was absolutely spectacular. Oh, it's just, you're in such a, you're now two of the most prestigious clubs in sports. I mean, it, it's such an honor, Rick, and I'm so happy that you're being recognized. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an honor, but here's the thing about it. So I said, so those are nice and they're one things that's the memories that I'll always have uh, grateful for it. But if I hadn't got that championship, there would have been such a void for me. I mean, mm. seriously. I mean, cause I, I never ever played for, for uh, awards and for individual honors. Seriously. Right. I never did. I didn't try to be the scoring leader. I didn't try. Well, I did try to want to be the best free throw shooter. I will say that because that's okay. the only part of the game. You can be selfish and help your team. I wanted to be the best free throw shooter. And so I always strive to do that because as you, you want to be the best you can possibly be. So that's, that wasn't an issue, but everything else. No. In fact, I saw my wife, I, I cracked up. I saw something the other day, somebody sent me. So I guess Dokic just had uh, three games in February where he scored 
45 points and, and or, or more. Okay. Yes. And then there's a list came out and it's a list NBA players in their career, 22 years and younger who have scored 45 points or more in the same calendar month. And I, and, and so there I am, I'm leading with six and then Damn. I'm tied, I'm tied with Walt Bellamy for five. Then I think I have four as well. And, and so, and, and then, and Dokic is there and somebody else is there. How in a, I never had any idea that I did that. It, these statistical things that are coming, we're getting as bad as baseball now with all the <laughs> things that they follow for statistical things. I, like I say, I have found out that I accomplished more things than I ever realized in my life because I never paid any attention to that stuff. But that one, of all the different ones that were there, you know, all the age-wise, like I'm in that one too, age-wise to how old to have scored 50 points and gotten 10 rebounds and right. how old, being an older guy. I was 29 when I did it. Some other guys are a little bit older. Steph was older. So, but the thing is, is 22 or younger number of 45 point games in one calendar month. I mean, I, come on. I mean, this is crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. What's crazy is you're right. Every time these they, they pull up these stats, especially on nationally televised games, and it, and it becomes more so in the playoffs because you set so many postseason records as well. But your name is almost always up there. It's 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 remarkable. I love it. Well, yeah, it's it's really kind of funny. But I also was going through looking for some other thing. I was looking for some pictures and waiting to see why I'd have been there for the top for the seventy five team uh-huh. and anniversary team. And 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 I see Kendrick Perkins, top seventy five players. What in the what? hell does Kendrick Perkins know about the guys that played in my era and before me? Okay, I'm serious. Kendrick Perkins, why is he with- his top seventy five? He never even saw me play, probably. He never saw a bunch of the other guys playing. I mean, I, when you see these things, it's just unbelievable to me. Because the whole thing is, even with the 75, it's so subjective. It is. It's an opinion of the people that they happen to put on the panel to make those choices. Correct. And a lot of them, in fact, we were standing there. In fact, Isaiah said something that I thought was really cool. Because, you know, a lot of people, as you well know, so a lot of players were not happy with Isaiah for whatever one reason or another. And the same with me. So anyway, he said, you know, I kept, he said, I kept telling somebody, I forget who it was. He said, I don't know if it was David, but maybe it was Adam Silver or whatever. He said, look, they have to stop even mentioning when they start talking about the best point guards. When you're talking about, you've got Oscar and Magic Johnson. I'm not even in the same realm as those guys. I thought that was really, really interesting to hear that coming from Isaiah, and I respected it a great deal. He said, man, with their size and their doing stuff, come on. He said, yeah, you can talk about me with other people, but not with Oscar and, and Magic. And I thought that was really neat. And the same thing, we had a conversation and talking with Bob Pettit, who's just an amazing guy. He's 89 yes. years old, still sharp as a tag one of the great power forwards ever. And we get to, we, and we were talking about it. It's, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing when people start talking about in positions. How does anybody ever bring up anybody else's name when it comes to the best center other than Will Chamberlain? I mean, seriously. Right, right. I mean, if, if you understood the game when you followed the game and you understand what this man did and what a phenomenal athlete he was and the records that he has, it's just, it's, it's mind-numbing the stuff that this guy has done. And nobody's come even close to that. Sure, pick somebody for their era when they were playing, you know, Kareem during his time, right. the sky hooked one of the most un- unbelievable stuff. They say not totally unstoppable, but only a few guys have blocked his sky hook. Will Papping <laughs> would be one of them. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and Nate Thurman or whatever. But I mean, you know, probably the single most amazing shot as far as something different, right? Right. The, the greatest right. shooter, obviously, we know that now, Steph Curry. But 
yeah, so that was kind of cool to look at that. And then Shaq was the most dominant guy during his time. I mean, but to, to, to say that they're going to compare them and they were better than somebody picks them. And I saw Kendrick Perkins has Will Chamberlain so far down his freaking list. Are you kidding me? I don't know oh, why. Ken, I don't know why Kendrick Perkins has a voice on ESPN. I, that blows. It stumps me. I don't, out, of, out of all the people that have played this game, I don't know why Kendrick Perkins is for some reason who ESPN considers to be a quote unquote expert, but I'm with you. I'm hundred percent with you. Isaiah, is it fair to say, first of all, Isaiah Thomas, I hear his name mentioned and I'm old enough to, to watch them play. He was a phenomenal point guard. He's certainly one of the all-time greats. I hear his oh, name yeah. mentioned a lot yeah. for his handles, like for his, for, for in terms of his handles, he's, he is worthy of praise. What, would you agree with that at least in terms of all-time greats for point guards? Like, like in terms of, Oh yeah, no, he's up there with, you know, with the, you know, the best point guards without question he can handle the ball, could score. I mean, he wasn't yeah, like, he's a big, strong, powerful guy. I mean, he's not no. that tall. No, uh, six, one, yeah, yeah. And a great competitor. I mean, my God, he played a whole series barely on one leg one time and just playing against yep. the Lakers. I mean, Correct. so uh, yeah, just, you know, amazing, amazing talent. No question about that. So yeah. Let me, but let me ask this. Perkins, here's the thing. Perkins yeah. wouldn't even have been the player he was, if it wasn't for Clifford Ray. Interesting, because you're right. Clifford was a coach to the Celtics. That championship Clifford team, Ray, yeah. Clifford Ray, just like he did with the Donald Foyle, just like he did with with uh, so many players. You know, Chris Weber, and you could just go down the list of oh. the players that he's coached and and what he did for them to help improve their game. And Perkins is right there, you know, on that list of players that should be sending you know some money to Clifford Ray every Christmas, <laughs> saying thank you for making me a million multi millionaire. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I feel like Kendrick Perkins is just a stooge for clutch sports. And I mean, LeBron's influence is so phenomenal when it comes to just the national media. But uh, do, do you not think Bill Russell is, is worthy of the, in the, being in the same conversation with Wilt or is Wilt really no, that not much for, better? Not for, listen, Wilt Chamberlain has probably had the most impact on a helping a team win championships with his defense. Mm. With his defense as a focal point for helping a team achieve the success they achieve. And being blessed with having unbelievably great, great players with him. Okay. I mean, but it, the thing is, is that I, we got into a big discussion talking about this too, of the number of guys to give extra credit for somebody as far as their skills and talent and greatness is concerned because they were on more championship teams is the biggest crock in the world <laughs> because you don't win a championship by yourself. Right. Okay. You just don't. You have to be lucky enough to be on a, in a on a team with a franchise that does a great job of picking talent and putting that together to win titles. Right. And so, you know, Bill had that good fortune of doing that. And, you know, certainly amazing, amazing shot blocker, changing shots, having an impact, outlet passes, what have you, doing a great job. Somebody just told me something yesterday. You know how many points, and, and I'm not saying it's totally true, but the person I, that told me, they said, yeah, it is. They said it's true that, you know, what? Will Chamberlain averaged in his career against Bill Russell? Uh, I don't, 41. I no 40, 41. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So, so, do, so you feel Wilt didn't win more titles? He won, I believe, two for his career simply because well, he just yeah, didn't have he a great team? Yeah, he won two for his career when he had great players. He had one of yeah. the greatest teams in the history. He had, he, had, he had Luke Jackson. He had Billy Cunningham. He had Hal Greer. He had Larry Costello. He had just, a, a, a you know, Wally Jones. He had, he had a great team. And they won the title. And people talked about them being one of the greatest teams ever. And then he got at the end of his career when, you know, he wasn't the same as he was early on, obviously, but, you know, right. just because of his age. 
the team won 33 games because who he's got Baylor at the end of his career. He's got West. He's got Goodrich. I mean, he had players that were really terrific players. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine what he would have done if he had had great talent around him on his team all the time? It would have been crazy because he was willing to do what was necessary. Hell, with the Lakers, when he was at the Lakers, he, had, he led the league in, in assists. That's incredible. That's great. That to me still stands out of all the accomplishments of Will Chamberlain. That one shocks me the most. It's insane. Absolutely yeah. insane to lead the league. Yeah. I mean, you know, the game is it's, it's, some of these guys are just incredible. I mean, it was so it's so it was nice to get the chance to you know to see them and to, yeah. to meet some of the guys I hadn't met before. I never met Kawhi before. And really, what's your I really, impression you know, of him? Like, like, what, what's your impression of Kawhi? Because he's a he's like, weird to me. I like. I really like him a lot because he just goes about his business. Yes. He's not trying to bring attention to himself. And I talked to Bob Pettit about that. Bob said back in his days, you know, it wasn't a situation where, you know, guys were doing the kind of things they do now. And, you know, Hey, look at me, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I, I Kawhi doesn't do that. Kawhi just goes out and gets the job done. He's just matter of fact. And uh, right. I really like that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, and he said uh, he was feeling good. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I said he said he was feeling better. So hopefully he'll be back and be back playing soon. Well, yeah, that's a topic for another show. But, yeah, the, the Clippers next year are, are I feel like are going to be a force to reckon with. But, uh, Rick, uh, you know, Stan, Stan Van Gundy tweeted something that, that I shared with you and, you and you mentioned we should talk about on the show. He, he's, he tweeted out uh, an opinion where he said the three easiest shots, the three highest percentage shots in basketball are free throws, layups, and three-pointers. The three-pointer thing surprised me a little bit because, to me, it depends on who's shooting them, right? Um and then he and then he went ahead and said that the Phoenix Suns don't excel at any of those, but they do shoot a lot of mid-range shots. Uh, and then you didn't really—I don't know—you definitely had opinions on that. What, what are those? Like, do you agree with his sentiments? Well, I mean, I mean, certainly the highest percentage shot on on overall is what is, is you know the lay the upper dunk. I mean, has right. to be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so obviously that's going to be one of the most efficient shots that you can have because it's a high percentage. Free throws are not what they should be. I mean, the, the teams that shoot a higher percentage of the free throw line are going to win more basketball games than you know, most other teams if they have any other offense at all. Uh-huh. Uh, the three point, I mean, no. I mean, my whole, th- the whole thing about it is, is that <sighs> – you can't say that the three-point shot's the most efficient shot because the, the average is not that great. Right. I mean, what if teams teams generally are, aren't averaging you know, 35 to 40% from three-point range? If you're shooting 33% from three-point range, that's 50% from twos. Correct. So how many teams, I don't even know, you have your computer in front of you, how many teams are shooting 50, 33% or better as a team from the three-point line? I'll get back to you on that in a second. I'm looking it up yeah, right so, now. Yeah, so yeah, you check that out and see. I mean, so, and I'll keep talking while you're looking it up. So yeah, so if you're if you're as a team shooting thirty three percent or better from the free throw from the three point line, yes, that's going to be very efficient and help you win a lot of basketball games. As we've talked about in the past, Cyrus, why some teams have wing players on their team who don't shoot in the mid thirties, at least thirty three or better from the three point range, that's a, that person's a liability in today's game. Correct. You've got to be able to shoot the three-point shot. I mean, to me, if I was playing today, I would I would have to improve in that area. I was thirty-three, and I would I wouldn't be happy if I wasn't shooting at least forty or better. So that's an important factor. So here's a. But then again, I mean, 
And I pulled it up, by the way. This stat, this is actually shocking to me. 26 of the 30 teams in the NBA uh, collectively are shooting 33% or better from three. 26. Well, there you go. So, okay, so, so because, you know why? The younger players coming in, mm-hmm. they've been practicing and shooting, and it's been around, and so they're getting more efficient. So that is definitely, obviously, that's, that is the three-point shot is a critical one. If you're shooting 33% or better, it's going to be – a, a very effective weapon for you and it's yeah. going to give you a chance to win. But then if you're a lousy free throw shooting team, that's going to hurt you big time. I mean, I so you have to, you have to have, have a balance. I mean, throw the layups and dunks out because I mean, God, how many people miss a dunk or miss a layup? I mean, <laughs> that's never. always going to be a high percentage. Well, here's the, here's I mean, the interesting so the thing. Is, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Finish. I was just going to say of the top 10 teams in three-point percentage, uh, four of the 10 are, I want to say, the like the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they're barely fighting for the plane. They're the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA. The Clippers are fourth. Our Warriors are fifth. Uh, and then the Hornets and Trailblazers round out the top 10. So that just goes to show. I mean, I, look, they're so close together, though. It's, it's, it's fascinating. In terms of free-throw percentage, uh, the top team is Chicago Bulls shooting 81.7% collectively. Um, would you say 80 and better is what you should be aiming for? Or, or yeah, 80, 80%. I mean, each individual person, as a player, you should be ashamed of yourself if you can't shoot. <laughs> there's, there's only six teams that are shooting 80% or better in the NBA, six. Yeah, I know. No. That's never been something where teams have really been great at it. In fact, six is probably higher than it's been quite a while. Yeah. And the, down in the, the low, low 70s. I mean, that's where it hurt. Where teams get hurt is they don't shoot a high percentage from the mid-range game, and they don't shoot well from the free throw line. Right. What's what's Phoenix shooting from twos and threes in the free throw line? Uh, well, the Phoenix Suns are eighth in free throws. The Warriors are 18th. I feel like that is one of the things they really need to improve on. Um, and then for three-point percentage, uh, the Phoenix Suns are eighth, and the Warriors are fifth. So the Suns are just collectively what, going. What about field goal percentage? Oh, and then field goal percentage. Um, so then the number one team in the NBA field goal percentage is the Chicago Bulls. Phoenix is second. The Warriors are eighth. Or yeah, tied for seventh. Second. This is where I'm saying. This is where they're – because they shoot mid-range really well. Yeah. And decent from the free throw line, and they're decent from three-point range. So you have to be consistent there. If you have a major flaw and you're not doing well in one of those three areas, that that's going to be hard to be able to be a champion. You're absolutely right. Then, then you add the other element, the most the critical one, is what are they doing defensively? <laughs> yeah, that, and that, that's a hard one to measure. Like, I mean, I've, defense, I've seen def- defensive efficiency ratings. Um, I don't know if you like you look at rebounds as a defensive stat, steals, blocks. Um, well, if you're, what, re- if you're getting rebound out rebound, then you're going to have a hard time winning. I think a lot. So, but the big thing is, is that what? How many points are you giving up? And how right. many points? You see the point differential, number of points scored and number of points given up. What's the point differential? I would assume that it's usually the case that the teams that have the biggest point differential between what they score and what the opponents score are usually the ones that have the better records. You know, I mean, it makes common sense. Yeah, it, yeah. And the Warriors are fourth in total points given up. The Cavaliers, interestingly enough, are number one, followed by the Mavericks and Celtics. The Phoenix, Rick, this is what I think a lot of Warrior fans would love to hear from you. Um, there's 20-some-odd games left to go in the regular season. The Phoenix Suns clearly have the best record, but 
Chris Paul, we just found out, is going to be out six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his uh, in his thumb. Um, with that said, how, are you worried about the Warriors? Like, you, what, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, if, if Draymond comes back healthy and they get Wiseman back, that's enough time for him to be able to get into the flow of things and to start yeah. to them. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, Clay will go reach his stride and get to be a little bit better because, I mean, he hasn't played for that long as he's been out for such a long period of time. So those are the three elements. Is, is Draymond going to get back healthy and play at his level? Will Clay come back and get back to play consistently at a high level? And what is Wiseman going to contribute? So you have three unknowns right now to see. And if those three things all pan out, you know, I, I look for the Warriors to certainly be a team that can get back to the finals. I agree. And, and, and point- I really like the way they're playing defense and hustling and making it tough for other people to do that. And so that's that's got to be your foundation. That's got to be the thing that you rely on every night because as I tell people, it's a roller coaster ride offensively. You have your ups and you have your downs. But defense can be consistent for you. That's what helps to keep you in the games when you're having one of those little downward spirals. You can <laughs> hopefully come play, pull out, pull out, pull out some victories because your defense keeps you in the game, and hopefully you're able to get your offense going well enough, or even sometimes win because of your defense. But defense does not win championships on itself by itself. Right, it's a combination of the two. But to be a champion, you have to be a good defensive team. And as I said. So many times that people are sick of probably hearing it. The redeeming quality of the NBA is that there has never in my lifetime that I've ever seen when as a fan growing up, as a player, as a broadcaster and fan again, where a team won an NBA championship that was a bad defensive team. Yeah, I can't think of one either. No, good call on that. Uh, and, and by the way, you, you mentioned point differential. Uh, I didn't realize the Suns overtook the Warriors. They're uh they're first in the NBA with a point differential of 8.1. The Warriors are second at 6.9. And are ahead of them. It's, it's one of the statistics that's pretty telling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Four more points than you're giving up, you generally win a lot of games, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one out except then, then of course what screws things up is if you go like like philadelphia at home didn't you and was down by 50 points to boston oh my oh, god i don't know if you saw i did that was oh. that was that was insane that was absolutely insane i uh, seen up close and pretty wide man and beat is and beats a heck of a player i love that guy he can really shoot do. he's got movement he can handle he's a nice player he's a really nice player very nice. And then, and then, of course, I mean, Giannis is just a beast physically. Oh, my gosh. I love, I love so how, much, how much Giannis respects Steph. I, it's, it's a shame they don't, they're not probably never going to play together in the NBA because I, I feel like that would be the dynamic duo of dynamic duos in this modern era. But. And, and the other guy I love watching, too, and people ask me, who do you really like watching? I love watching the Joker play. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal. I mean, what about Luca? How are you, what are you talking about Luca recently? He's so efficient in what he does. I mean, mm-hmm. he just he understands the game. He does the little things. I just really enjoy watching him play. It's ter- terrific, your- terrific player. And then another guy that's exciting now, one of the younger people and stuff, is John Morant. Man, he can, he does some really crazy stuff. Yeah, he. I mean, I've, I've heard the next Derrick Rose is, as in my opinion, a, a proper metaphor. Same athleticism, same impact. I'm with you on that. What, what, give us your thoughts on the All Star Game itself. Uh, I mean, Stephen Curry hit 16. 
three yeah. pointers. Well, that tell you, the most insane was when they had it. They had the video of it doing because he did it right where where, where where my wife Lynn and I were sitting. Really? Anyway, I, I I was sitting. I was sitting. I mean, I don't think I've been that close to wealth as much wealth in my life as I was sitting <laughs> close to the, the bomber, the bomber, the bomber, and uh, and and Tim Wood from uh, from from from, from uh, Apple. I mean, my God. I mean, and, and and then and then I'll tell you what. There, I was sitting. I was sitting around millions of dollars in diamonds and gold and jewelry. Oh with all of the rap stars that were around that I was sitting by. It is unbelievable. I said, oh my goodness. That it was, I mean, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. But did you look, did you look over, over. Uh -huh. what's that? I was going to say, did you look closely to see if any of it belonged to Draymond Green? Cause I don't know if you heard he had a million dollars worth of his uh, jewelry and watches stolen from his LA home over the weekend. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But these guys, crazy. wow. It's just insane. That stuff that was there. But Steph came over, took one of his threes, turned over to him, and he, he shot it and turned around to them and go, and he, he knew the crowd. He goes, did it go in? There is a photo of that. He, I'm going to look know, for and you. The, the video, too, you can go on you can go on the internet and find it on video. Is one that he ran down, and then even the announcer said, when I think Reggie was doing it, Reggie was uh, one of the announcers, Reggie uh -huh. Miller, and he took one of the big long threes, and he turned and started running down the court because he knew he made it. Incredible. He, that's, I that's know his... that feel. I know that feel. Sometimes I've not. Sometimes I did that once in a game. Remember, and I ran off the court. I think it was uh, it was in Houston. It was in Houston. I took the shot, and I I took the shot at the end of the game, and I, I knew it was going in. I shot, and I just ran off the court. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just I... feel it. But that was such a display, and it was so uh, so much for Steph's slump. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: Is there credence to? Uh, and this is just my opinion, but I, from all the stuff I've heard Steph say over the years, and, and he, he had this attribution early this year where he said he looks at the season in three parts. And he takes it most seriously in the third part. He didn't really describe, like, the dates of, of how he looks at each part. But is it safe to say that Steph kind of ramps it down a bit and keeps it at a lower gear during the dog days of the NBA season? And then as it starts ramping up to the playoffs, he starts ramping it up himself or or no? Is that just? No, I don't. I don't think. Steph Curry every ever not goes out that goes out not give his best effort. I, I mean, I, I, I watch him very cool. I love watching him play. And yeah. I mean, he's like one of my favorite players to watch and, and just have great respect of him as a player and as a person. And I can see when I watch, especially when I'm at the games, because I can watch him because I went on TV, I like to watch what they show. But when I was at the game, like I was sitting with Joe Lacob and Chris Mullen during that Rockets game there when I was out there recently for the uh, honor for. Yeah. For yeah. And I, and you can just see when he misses, you can see how mad he is because he yeah. expects to take every damn shot. And he, <laughs> I just love it. I love his competitiveness. But the thing is, I think what happens and what he's saying is that his focus becomes even greater because when the importance is there, I think his focus gets honed in even more. Mm -hmm. And he realizes how important it is that you can't really have any any kind of a letdown at all and something and i know that but you have to be careful and i learned this after my second year when we went to the finals i used up so much energy getting so emotionally worked up for the games because it meant so much to me it actually becomes physically draining to you and you have to be careful to not use up that energy and right the 75 when we won i was much more under control and didn't allow that to happen 
And so that's something that you learn as you get more and more experience. And I think as long as Steph's been around now, he understands how to do that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, the, the, again, the NBA season is 20-some-odd games remaining, I believe, for the Warriors, 23-24. They're six and a half back of the Suns with Chris Paul's injury, where he's likely to miss the remainder of the regular season. Uh, do you think the Warriors should pursue that top seed? Is six and a half too much to overcome? What are your thoughts on that? No, just go out and play. Focus on your defense. Make sure you stay consistent with your de- defense. And go out and try to win every game that you're playing and hope that the great, you know, Draymond, as I mentioned earlier, for Draymond and Clay and hopefully Wiseman coming back, getting them into the mix and kind of getting your whole act together so they come play off time. You're operating, as they say, on all cylinders. And that's what they have to focus on. Don't be worried about whether or not you're going to overtake the Suns or not. Yeah, it would be nice to do that and have the home court. But to be honest with you, I don't think I don't think it's as big a deal as people make. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I know we lost at home against Phoenix Suns. when We had a chance to duplicate us as champions. And then we you know, then we won game in game seven at home. To be honest with you, when you get a little older and you've got family, you know, like Steph has family and stuff. It is easier to get ready to play because on the road, because you don't have the distractions of your everyday life and family. I'm sorry. Not anything away from the family and stuff but you can be totally focused there. You don't have any of these other distractions that could come about. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at just under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN dot com slash believe or use the code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee today's show is also brought to you by athletic greens tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or anything artificial. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe that's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. 
Right. No, I, I'm with. I, I'm, that's totally understandable. I, I get that. Uh, they, they had a great. And by the way, I'm 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 incredibly thankful to the NBA for recognizing you and, and showing you the respect I strongly feel you deserve, um, along with your fellow NBA 75 uh, honorees. Um, I saw this picture that right after the All Star game, you were playing pickleball with your wife. Uh, <laughs> were you playing we play, in a tournament? Play, yeah. When we got there on Friday morning, we went and played pickleball. We drove like a half an hour outside of town and had somebody got set it up for me. Actually, Mark Germany, who was the former clutch uh, agent who who's, uh, who's, who's retired, uh, helped okay. set all of that up. We got to play some really outstanding pickleball with some good people. In fact, my wife was funny. We were talking today about it. She said, you know, it's just funny. I just realized now because somebody was bringing up the fact that we had played the pickleball that, well, wow, that's right. The people we played against, we had really great matches. We lost two matches because, and they were very close, like 13, 11 and 12, 10, something like that. Uh -huh. But were, I mean, one of the ladies playing was like 40 years younger than my wife. So <laughs> they were 20 years wow. younger than So, I mean, so we were playing against younger people and, and played very competitively and it was really a lot of fun. So we, we just love to pick. Well, hey, here's the big thing. Oh, I keep talking to all the players about it. I've got Olajuwon told me he's going to try to play pickleball. Can you imagine Akeem Olajuwon if he plays pickleball? My God, with his ability <laughs> It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see that. He told me, he says, Rick, I was, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I said, great. I can't wait to see you when you're going to play. I'm, I'm, a whole bunch of you guys are starting to get into pickleball. It's so much fun. So I highly recommend it to any of those that are listening. If you want to get out and have fun, get a great workout, not beat yourself up, an easy sport to pick up. And if you have any experience with any kind of a racket sport, whether it's table tennis or whether it's squash or whether it's racquetball, racquetball yeah. You will pick it up so easily, and I think you'll absolutely love it. Fastest growing sport in the United States, maybe the fastest growing sport in the world. So, you know, check it out. Right. And then, of course, we'll tell everybody again, if you've got issues, issues with your knees or with your calves, your Achilles, whatever, check out GhostSleeves.com. RB, small RB24 is the code to get a nice discount. If you're into the world of cannab you know, cannabinoids, which is everybody hears it as CBD, but CBD is one of over 130 cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. And I'm with a cannabinoid company, Leaf. That's Medicileaf, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. 24 is the code there. Incredible products. I use them every day. And you should give them a try and stay away from all that other stuff that can cause so many other problems for you. And, you know, hopefully it'll work for you as well as it does for me and so many others. And, and people can also uh, uh, pay for a cameo video from you to deliver yeah. to anybody you want, right? Yeah, I just did. I just did a number of cameos recently to do that. So, you know, that's kind of a fun thing to do as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic, life, great. And uh, I come back to California soon. No, I'm recording. Actually, I'm recording this from Des Moines, Iowa. We're visiting our son, Canyon. I'm going to visit him over here. But it's, it's going to be seven degrees tomorrow. It's going to be oh. Oh my God. So need to get oh. back to the need to get back to quickly. So we'll, we'll see how that oh. works. Oh my God. Seven degrees, the balmy seven. Meanwhile, it's like almost 70. What is it in Florida? 80? And sun? It's, it's been in the 80s. I was supposed to be Bobby Nichols, a former pro golfer, was a friend of mine. I used to broadcast the, the, the PGA tour, and he was they were having a nice tournament through. My uh, friend Steve Snyder was putting on a big event for him down there in Florida, and I was supposed to try to get there, but I couldn't get there because they were playing early this morning, early Monday morning, and that wasn't going to work for me because I was back, obviously, with All-Star uh, 75 anniversary. So all in all, Osiris, just an awesome weekend. The NBA Day did an incredible job. Uh, I thank, you know, Cleveland Rocket Mortgage. You know, of course, the owner of the team owns Rocket Mortgage, and they just did oh, a great okay. 
they did a great job there as well. It was uh, it, it was really nice, and and I enjoyed getting to meet the uh, the younger players who I had not really had a chance to see that much. So it was a very enjoyable weekend. Yep. And, and yeah. they had they had the legends. It was usually the legends brunch because of COVID they couldn't do it. It was just the legends awards, and there were some just really heart wrenching and moving talks by some of the reward recipients, Jerry West in particular. I mean, wow, I, I've known Jerry since I was a rookie and I've never, I went afterwards and talked to him and said, wow, I've never seen you expose yourself emotionally like that before. And you said, well, sometimes, you know, you need to do that. It was very moving indeed. So if you get a chance, and I'm sure they probably have it somewhere on the YouTube, because I know they broadcast that on TNT. Um, Really, very, very special to Kembe Matumbo and what he did, built a hospital to honor his mom and another thing for his father and what these young you know, men have done. Um, you know, very, very moving indeed. Um, yeah, Carmelo Anthony, who got the award from the NBA for doing things of that nature. Um, that's the kind of stuff that's nice because you usually only hear about the crazy stuff, the bad stuff that's on page one in the newspapers and the rest of it right. is very some back page somewhere so it was very nice so I, I highly recommend people go on the web and check check out those uh, those speeches and awards that were given out kareem got another one as well too fantastic and rick congratulations on all the on the accolades and the recognition well deserved and you can follow rick barry on all social media platforms at rick 24 barry and you can follow me on twitter at dogs for roadshow and this and rick's official podcast network the warriors 24 podcast network at Warriors 24 Pod. Rick, we'll do this again soon. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care and happy surfing. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.